Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No one, uh, no one wants to touch that. Uh, you know, it's, uh, there's a, there's, there's a, you know, there's a lot of comedians out there who are thinking, should I touch that one? Should I go for the impression? And then they're like, no, it's a health condition, but you know, a lot of guys out there have thought about it. My, my favorite are the, are the physicians out there that are trying to like diagnose, like what they would do to him. Like they're like, Oh my I, God, I'm not yeah, they're like say like how, how <laughs> I would, like, how I would treat RFK Jr. Of course. Cause for anything, there's the, there's the experts where you just, we were just talking about this YouTube, you know, the, the, you gotta love the, the experts in the comments. Cause you know, if, if you're an expert on, on a field, one of the things you do in your day is comment. <laughs> That's what speaking speaking of comments i have a comment to make here on the meme ranch i'd like to introduce everyone in the room out there the large internet room to griffin of choom room also executive producer on the popular political show breaking points is here with us live on meme ranch here with me and expala expala yo yo Thank live you. from the meme ranch happy to be here excited to be here excited to be at the ranch um and uh yeah it's got a it's got a great setup here i love this and uh yeah i'm excited you guys uh i've watched a video or two you guys are great at interviewing uh and i'm excited i love to talk to my my, my rhydoid friends here I, I love you guys you both got the sunglasses on should i get sunglasses go for it i, I think yeah i think if you have them like in, anywhere within like 50 feet of you like oh, here we go put them on we're meme ranched. Wait, where where did Griffin circles? Now I used to wear these when I Twitch streamed because the lights were very bright, and when you're staring okay. at the monitors for that long, so you know I, that that's is that that's your excuse too, right? No, no. <laughs> you're no. you're you're a basement. You're in a dark room. I'll I, take I'm them at... off. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the it's part of the the vibe. I've we've actually done this. I've worn glasses in podcasting since 2020. So, yeah. It's also just kind of part of my thing, I think. Who right. invented it? Who 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 invented well, sunglasses and streaming? It's definitely a you guys are you guys are you guys are conservatives, right? No, I'm I'm right wing. Right wing. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. Uh you take you take uh conservatives. Okay, that's a question I have for you. Not to not answer your question. But that was an intro. You did an intro on episode one of your show, Chum Room. Yeah. Where you said that the country is so divided. The left is, uh, what did you say? The left is, uh, do you remember what you, your interest? You said that the left is something and the right is something. But I, I, I think it's more like the Elon Musk meme where it talks about the left, the, the, the left wingers have been left in the dust by the progressives. Like it's not that the right or the conservatives have divided the nation. It's that the left has divided and is dividing the nation. So I guess to answer your question, it's like, that's how I'd position myself. I've always been more of the middle of the road. For sure. And everything's gone crazy off the cliff to the left. So you feel like, yeah, you've been, you've been moved over, but you still feel like you're at the center. I do. Yeah. Right. I don't really yeah. change at all. For my sure. whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I, but one of the things I was saying, going back to the sunglasses is mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it is, it is a classic conservative visual icon. This, the, the, the sunglasses, you know, how many, how many lefties do you see where the sunglasses on stream? I can't think of one. Can I'm sure Hassan will start soon now. Yeah, he, he, she should. Yeah. I think that should be good. I mean, well, see, I, I used to do it. 
He should co-opt that as well because he's co-opted. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I used to do it because I would smoke a ton of weed uh, <laughs> right before the stream. And then like, you know, if I'm talking about politics, like and my eyes are like barely open, like, you know, I mean, a certain people like that. But, right. you know, so the sunglasses yeah. help there. I don't know if that, that's what you guys do, but, you know, I mean, it worked. I think, see, I think that, uh, to your point, I, I, I think pit vipers were the things that always had like the right wing, like association. I think that anyone wearing glasses in a stream is usually someone who is probably trying to, you know, not necessarily like they're working like a day job, night job kind of thing. It's like, you know, maybe they have bags under their eyes, you know, like for whatever reason, you know, uh, people, you know, turn on, turn on the, the lamp in the back and like, you know, boom, it looks like, you know, you're out sunbathing, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, kind of <laughs> like, oh, huh. you know, like, I, 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 I like it. I like it. And I, and I, and I get why people do it, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, back to your original question about the show. Um, Where the concept come for the name? I looked at the name and it has a cyberpunk connection. It has a Korean connection. Yes. Uh, and then you played me. It sounded like Asian theme music when you introduce the show so i wasn't sure if that was the connection or well well there's there is this is a long term there's a long term arc to the show and there is like a long term you know story planned around uh certain elements that involve china that's really all i can say right now at this point okay. um but uh in terms of the origin of the name um when I think I was like 17 or 18, I discovered that uh, Barack Obama used to smoke weed with his friends in Hawaii and they called it the Chum Gang. Um, and uh, that, uh, that term caught on with my friends and, and we would have circles where we would, you know, call it the Chum or whatever, where we'd smoke a lot of weed and talk and joke around. And, and, and I feel like that word kind of just stuck around and then uh, I turned it into my Twitch stream during the pandemic mm -hmm. um, and I called it Choom Room and uh, I streamed like seven nights a week during the pandemic just to like stay sane uh, and I talked a lot about politics, talked a lot about you know uh, my perspective on them. Uh, it was pretty fun. We had a lot of like I think sincere stuff that you probably don't see on the new show uh and then a lot of joke stuff a lot of characters um and uh i would say my main inspirations are things i'm i guess we're we're trying to riff on right now are shows like uh you know real time with bill maher uh i would say ellen is a big inspiration uh the view is a big inspiration um generally like those sort of like you know ellen <laughs> well, I my character that I'm playing on the show is heavily inspired for, by Ellen because what I love about Ellen is she never uh -huh. looks like she's having fun. No, uh, she, she always looks like she's like in pain and that she despises everyone else and that just doing the show is like a torture for her. I love that about Ellen. Um, so that yes. might be that might be a reality. There's also like, are, isn't there like this meme that like Ellen has like these like dark, like demented, like, like images, like artwork, like on the walls of her home or something like that. And, like, I, I'm not, and, I'm like, not familiar. <laughs> I, I, I would believe it. Uh, I, you know, I spent some time in LA and I have heard stories of people who have had to work on, you know, productions with her things about not making eye contact or rumors I've heard, you know, kind of like basic devil wears Prada bullshit. Um, but 
Yeah, I just always loved her sort of unsettling energy on Ellen. So that was an inspiration. But I think Bill Maher is probably the biggest um, because uh, Bill is kind of like a guy who like when I was a lot younger, I, w I was really into because he was a guy who kind of tells it like it is. And it wasn't as polished and as like prepped as like what you would see on the news. Um, but mm -hmm. it was news in politics, but from more of like, a, I'm going to say it. Everyone's thinking it. I'm making a joke about it kind of way. Um, but, you know, as I've grown older, I've realized how stupid he is. Um, and just Good. I'm, I'm, glad to hear you. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. He's, but, he's, but he's gotten better. He's gotten more to the right. For sure, he's got. Don't you think that that is more grift than anything? Uh, what? I hate that word, but I feel like I don't want to say. I feel like it seems that his content has shifted more recently due to the fact that there the the politics are shifting in in America. There seems to be that he's got his thumb in the air to feel which way the wind's blowing. I, I kind of get that sense. Bill? Bill Maher. Are you talking about like how yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's like it, so willing to like confront it, like it makes now are more are more based or more right wing unless uh I don't know, trying to trying to win over the favor of the media. Yeah, I can't think of a single issue that Bill is to the is on the left on currently, except maybe yeah. like I guess some climate change stuff. I think that like in many ways, he is shifted over to the right. But it also what I love about Bill outside of, I think, the political boxes we're trying to put him in is he just doesn't read the news anymore. He really doesn't know what he's talking about. It's clear he shows up he's like, what happened this week? OK, like, you know, like Mike his, his level of like understanding stuff is, is at an all time low. Um, and, you know, his jokes are what I would say. Even though his, even though he's gotten more conservative in his, in where he's, in what he's complaining about, mm -hmm. I would say he still tells jokes like a liberal, which mm -hmm. is like clapter, which is like jokes that you agree with but aren't funny. Oh yeah, I like that. And and so I think that that is you know, I think that's typically what the what the, the liberal style of, of of joke is. What's your craziest story from Los Angeles? Uh, were you, were, did you consider yourself conservative in, while you were in Los Angeles? So I'm a socialist. I'm a I'm a I'm a lefty. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll, 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 certain people do assume that I am a Republican or conservative off the bat. Uh, you know, you, give, my, you give off hell of Republican vibes, man. Like, yeah, saying, I, like, I know. I you know, I look like I came from money. I look like I complained to like the hotel staff. It's like it's terrible. <laughs> like I look very and like I mean, the sunglasses. I mean, look at my hat. I mean, I wore this for you guys. What does it say? Live free or die. We got a bald eagle on it. It's like, that was my most beautiful. I got a MAGA hat somewhere, but that was for Ooh, sketch. I love that. I love that hat. So um, anyway, so you go ahead. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a lefty. Uh, I'm a I'm a socialist. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think my vibe that I give off has been a lot of my ability to talk to conservatives and to relate to other people that don't think the way that I do. Uh, because you know, when I would do my Twitch streams, I would say half my audience was probably conservative, right? Um, because I feel like I wasn't very condescending to them, um, and I think that's so that's key. 
do you like do you feel like you're the real tim pool like do you feel like that that like whatever he says he is is like it's like what it's like because like you know he he, he says he's like a, a disaffected Wait, do I, liberal. Do I have the beanie? yeah do you have the beanie? <laughs> <laughs> he really is a simple <laughs> i got one somewhere here i i'll i don't know i think i think i think like i have too much hair but we'll see. are we swapping we're, we're swapping beanies now it's beanie time so he doesn't do he does kind of a lip label one, right? He, so, he does, I mean like he, he wears is like a real nerd, like not like a cool snowboarder. Like his is tight on him, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. See, is 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 Tim not a perfect example though of like the I think that uh, that <laughs> example basically what what Exvalo was getting at earlier about Elon, you know, about like, you know, like being like feeling like he's stationary, but like in actuality, I feel like Tim is <clears throat> probably like the most partisan conservative like in that whole like bubble you know like i mean he he definitely has like he has that slant but he but he maintains his status as sort of like a unicorn because he calls himself a disaffected liberal um so the character that i'm doing on shoom room currently mm -hmm. is someone that claims to be you know right in the middle but every gripe i have is typically something you would hear from the right that's okay. personally how i feel about tim pool like i i i don't remember the last time that tim pool grilled someone on like a left-wing issue right <laughs> i feel like it's all about focus so if he really was in the middle i'd hear more more lefty stuff from him maybe he is i don't watch his show every day so I can't, I can't, I can't judge him. I just, from the tweets that I see, the, the focuses that he focuses on, mm -hmm. I, but, I, but I don't know, like at the end of the day, like spending a lot of energy on like labeling people probably isn't like the most productive thing to do, but for big figures like Tim, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to, to make fun of them. Right. Yeah, well, I, give, give me a good story from from when you were in Los Angeles and you were you were I guess studying media, right? Um, uh, I'm from I'm from LA. I uh, I went to, I went to film school in New York uh, and then I dropped I, out. I thought I you in, for some reason. I'm sorry. I, we we've just met. I don't even. I, I'm, I'm I research and Kaylin and I talked and I think I somehow UCLA came up. My bad. I'm expecting a tour of the ranch after this. So I, I want to learn a lot about you. Um, All right. uh, but at LA, I went to film school. Yes. Lived in Austin uh, for about six years. And I worked okay. in film and TV out there. And then I was in LA. And then recently I've moved to DC for the Breaking Points job. What's the community like in, in real life? You know, do you find people who are more like you? Do you how do you meet people who are more like you? As far as like, because uh, you're you're a very approachable person, but a lot of the people I know who are more in your political situation aren't as approachable. So like, how do you fit into that? I actually, story? I actually will fully agree with you on that one, and I actually think that's the greatest criticism of people on my side right now is that they're mm -hmm. shitty to talk to, uh, even though they're right on a lot of stuff. I agree with. Um, they can. They're. They're. I guess a lot of the loudest voices are bad. Um defenders or bad advocates or whatever and then i think they're also 
scared to scared to engage because I feel like they don't want to get the stink on them uh, for whatever. That's that's kind of the, the the vibe over on that side. I have noticed that the right, if I'd like to extend an olive branch to to people maybe who are conservative listening to the show, is they are much more willing to engage with other people. Um, I don't know if it's because they've gotten banned more or what or what. They're just like they're ready to go, and and I do respect that about them. Well, because I, I've spent a lot of time, like I know you're from LA. I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles as an artist. Cool. And uh, I found that it was very hard for me in social situations to sort of avoid certain topics uh, mm. because it's con- it's like all it's conversation in Los Angeles in the in the com- creative community is very directed. And it's <laughs> you may or may not agree with that, but I, it's what my own personal experience. And so it was hard for me to like, not join in on bashing certain things and, you know, like, uh, just praising certain other things. So it, it, it was hard for me to ever find a real friendly fit socially. You have very, that was a very thoughtful question. And then his camera started tracking him and I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, what is going on? Like, that, was, that was a lot. Um, but you did ask a very thoughtful question. Um, right. So I'll, I'll agree with you again, but I also I also want to really preface this by saying I am uh, I am probably the most left wing person that you guys will have on this show in a long time. No, uh, and I, I want a lot of people like that. Huh? I want to have a lot of people like that. Yeah, we're 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 aiming we're aiming for further left. So actually, you guys you guys are nice interviewers and good interviewers. So I think you'll have more success than other people with that because I think you guys are asking interesting questions. Um, but. Uh, I would agree with you again, even though that I'm very from the left, that I think that liberals have definitely in cities like L.A. instituted a very intense atmosphere. I think that atmosphere is waning. I, things don't last forever. Things come in waves and phases. But like I'll, I'll give you an anecdote. I was in a comedy, massive comedy community Facebook group in L.A. And the owner of the theater and like one of the owners of the page literally wrote one night, if you guys don't vote for Kamala Harris as the first black VP, you're not welcome at the theater. Yep. That's literally that's literally what someone said. And, and I don't want to make propaganda. That's that's a pretty crazy thing. And, and you know, he got trolled for that. And I, and I would like to say, I think the majority of the theater thought that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. But you will see people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, pre- the president himself yeah <laughs> he was owned by joe biden yeah and, and so it made That's sense a- it would have been weird if he hadn't said something um yeah no uh but and, and and i would like to defend the rest of the people of the theater most people thought that was pretty fucking cringe but you will find those elements in la but i wouldn't describe those as like left i would describe those as like liberal you know, mm-hmm. like I think those are the libs, you know, the people that say vote blue no matter who that, you know, we had to elect Kamala because it was historic, not because she's talented, you know, mm-hmm. um, that are pretty that much means, like that's my critique from the left. You know, that that's 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 me, you know, over here. Right. Not into what I view as centrist politics with with, with Democrats like Joe Biden and Kamala. So I think I think there's a lot of agreement nowadays between the right and the left more so than there have been in like the last few years or so, because I feel like I feel like there's for one thing, I think like, for example, uh, we're talking about liberals. I feel like liberals and like neocons, like whatever those two concepts are, they share a very like broad Venn diagram together. 
and I get the sense that like a lot of like more fundamentalist, like whatever, whether your fundamentalist values are on the left or the right, if you have some sort of like reasonable like disagreement with like the views of like neocons or like liberals of like the past, like there are certain things that you can find yourself on the same page with if you just cut through your, I mean, if you, if you just find some sort of like common ground on your uh, simil- similar 100%. disagreements, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think when people do disagree, I think it's because a lot of times they've been like hoodwinked long term into certain like arguments that have framed their thinking rather than like r- sincere disagreements. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with all that, f- certainly. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, for a large portion of the culture that drives you know, the news and everything else, it's liberals and it's, you know, conservatives, I guess, who I guess I say liberals and neocons. And then there's the MAGA strain. And then, you know, I've started to meet a lot of Republicans at my new job and they're not MAGA and they're not neocons. There's some like weird little third thing, but they're all there. So there's kind of three strains happening over there on the right. And then the left has got kind of this like nascent, non-existent left, which I, I consider myself a part of real leftism and then liberals. And, and I feel like there's kind of two camps there. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't fundamentally believe that like true leftism is in, in power in this country in, in, in almost any way. I feel like Joe Biden is a very center right president, um, you know, aside from maybe a few social values that people uh, disagree with him on. I, I don't think he's brought socialism to america i don't think he's brought major left-wing uh policies to america you know i think he's done some good infrastructure stuff i think that was decent i like his chips bill um but you know i i I guess i push back about feeling like the country is like full left wing now you know putting uh you know what you might what you see on the cover of a magazine doesn't really necessarily mean the same thing as like how the countries run if that makes sense mm-hmm. i have i have, I have a quick follow-up on that too just to weave it back into your show choom room uh, i mean you have a co-host of the show uh max uh yeah. problem, problematic gay republican um yes that's one of his characters he plays a different character every show right yeah oh yeah he, he does exactly that's why mm-hmm. that's my favorite character of his yeah but yeah. I, I so 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 i have a on, on his question i mean he plays that character very well how much of it does he agree with? Is he is he an actual like foil or heel to your political position? Or are you guys more on the same page? No, I think that Max actually is Max is like the core comedy of the show. You know, um, I've been I've been working with Max for years. I met him at an open mic sketch night, you know, a long time ago, and we've been you know doing stuff together for a long time. Uh, you know, I would say that I am probably the one who's the annoying political one. Um, mm-hmm. And he's the one that brings the funny, um, I think, okay. that brings that the that core juice that I think the show would need. Um, or it might just get a little too dry and shitty if it was just me by myself. <laughs> um, but uh, I've always loved Max. Max does a large variety of characters. They're not necessarily all political. He does stuff at UCB and the Groundlings in LA. There's a lot of live sketch shows out there. If anyone's listening is Los Angeles, go check out Max Hawksford at UCB. He's doing shows usually weekly there. He's so funny. Um, but, but he started to dip into some political characters on TikTok. He started doing problematic gay Republican, which I guess is sort of like if Christian Walker was like, I'd say like maybe 40 to 50% dumber. 
like like just like trying to like do bad jokes on purpose you know um mm -hmm. and you know he has gone viral so many times with that character on tiktok and tiktok's banned his account like three times <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to do a conservative character right now guys <laughs> it is it is well speaking speaking of hard hard to do things for conservative characters i also want to know you know being part of the breaking points operation i mean everyone knows it's no secret Sagar is you know like a a you know staunch you know you know sort of conservative you know um you know has has had those those viewpoints for a long time yeah it's the whole and you know it's 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 yeah it's the whole value of his dynamic between him and crystal yeah yeah and i i just i i gotta know a little bit you know like what's it like you know when it you know uh when it comes down to like everyone's views on the show does i mean does it appear like most producers most people who work on the show like like what's like that's like what's the dynamic like is he sort of the leading conservative voice is, are there any other people that you guys work with who are kind of you know also conservative um so the team is so small it's literally mm -hmm. me crystal Sager, and our other producer mac who literally he hasn't even finished his senior year of fucking college he like wow. he credits he has to complete Good gig. Wow, yeah. lucky him. Yeah, check him out on, on Twitter. Good politic guy. Uh, if you know, if you if you want to see some leftist cringe, uh, no, I love <laughs> I love Mac, but yeah, if that's uh, um, that's he's he, that, he's yeah. Or, fucking imagine getting this job out of college. I mean, you know, if you get out of college, you're like, I fuck it. I guess I'll be a bar back at a fucking restaurant. <laughs> uh, uh, DC, right? Or Virginia? Or where are you? I'm in DC. Yeah, I'm in You're DC. Galen, yeah. you guys, you guys should meet up. Yeah, that's what that's what we were we were both thinking. It. Hey, you know? I'm yeah. I'm always down, always down to your drink. But um, yeah. Uh, so in you know we do work with a lot of other conservative voices. I mean, Emily Jashinsky is also um, she's on our Wednesday show Counterpoints, and uh, you know she does a lot of stuff at the Federalist. You know she's she's a rhinoid you know she's uh mm -hmm. she's our little fascist i'm kidding uh, <laughs> uh I, I love emily she's really smart and i love meeting people like emily and Sauger and getting to know how they think because um you know it's interesting to see different perspectives that aren't the cartoonish ones that you would right. see um online um that's nice um who's well, I, who's, who's I mean, the most cartoonish rhinoid and why is it not tom fitton Oh my god! Oh, I I I love Tom. I, he was like, you know, my last name is Fitton, so like all of my fits have to be bursting. Like, <laughs> like, just like, ah, like, ah, that's a great uh, fucking look. Yeah, you know he's getting so laid. Like, like, oh yeah, he, he's just like, and especially because I, I he's been reporting for a long time, and. A lot of his like articles will also just feature pictures of him, like jacked <laughs> as hell. Like, he gets he gets he gets quoted in Reuters still. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I love I love 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 characters like that. He's so good. I I would do. I don't have the bod, but I would do him if I could. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's more about the attitude, though. You don't so, have to. Yeah, if you can pull off the attitude, right. It is. That's so true. And I don't think I could. Who could? Who can other than Tom? Um, but I think that, you know, the team is really small. It's really just us four. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of issues right now that I think we that, that I think that we agree on on the 
on whatever new faction they're trying to build over on the right, you know, with Sagar stuff and then with le lefties um, on the, things like Ukraine. I think that there's a lot of agreement there. You know, mm -hmm. I think um, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of agreement just on like the the analysis of the horse race of 2024, how, how we kind of feel it's really all going to shake out. Like none of us are in denial that we probably think it's going to be Trump and Biden. Like, you know, we're not, you know, I think there's, you know, there's stuff like that. We're in agreement on. We haven't, at least I've only been working there six months. Um, we haven't really hit those moments that are harder to handle in the news. Like for instance, like, BLM like if when the riots immediately start like how do we handle that that you know as a thing I think they've done it really well in the past but I think like those are the real moments where you're like you know uh where you have to be okay with like vehemently disagreeing about something else and still mm -hmm. feeling like it's valuable um to put it out as long as you have that counterbalance from the other person um, so you wait. You're saying you feel like you like in the in the months that you've been there so far. Yeah, it's been kind like, of easier you feel right like now. You I, haven't had that test. Yeah. yeah, like most of the stuff we're reporting on, we agree on it. You know, like oh, Epstein and J.P. Morgan. You know, fucking Ukraine. Right. You know, like these are issues that I, I think a lot of people agree on mm -hmm. that are, just aren't getting reported that much. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I I I think that you know as we sort of like as 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 we've seen outlets like daily beast become you know like you know the next you know punch bowl or whatever you want to call it you know like as we as 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 we see all these sort of you know places become more and more read by you know people who sort of grew up on like new york times when they when they sort of like branch out to these other outlets you're finding a little bit more uh open room open season for all types of people's like there's like a whole rich market of like leftists who like love reading conservative news because it's just fun to like laugh at and you know like look at donald trump's like woes and stuff like that and then you also have like you know people who like like conservatives who like fetishize it like the th <laughs> the thought of tim pool <laughs> like being like a liberal but like oh the, here's here's a conservative idea that like that he agrees with me on you know it's wait, like they, people... wait they fetish they think he's a liberal is that what you're saying yeah i mean it's like tim pool i feel like i feel like he like appeals to people because it's like they think I... he's a liberal yeah exactly so they're like it it, it, make, it, mean, it means i'm not crazy like it means i'm not insane because well, i don't like to smell feel like they're smelling their own farts so if someone is just like i am conservative like that's not as appealing as a guy who's like you know i i, I tell like it is yeah yeah i i i, I hate to like bash on him like well, twice we'll in the try same to do, like, we'll try to do that here is is are we trying to get on tim's show because we can reverse this we can cut this out we can do some <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people who are on his show so but Again, that, I, I haven't that, seen the show. That. Tim, let, put me on. Let's do it. What would you talk to Tim about? I don't know because they would think it'd be boring to like expose him. Well, I think no. I think you could have a really inter interesting conversation. I've watched him. Is that, for, a, is that all you want to do, or is there is there something more? I don't. I mean, I again, I don't watch him, so I don't want to like accuse him of being uninteresting to but, me. But, but did did you watch him a few years back when he was a little different? Um, no, I haven't. Tell me. So I've, I've watched it. Okay. So I think you guys would actually have a lot to talk about. I've watched him off and on. I think since I ran into him in 2018 in Portland at, um, this big COVID changed him big event. I don't know if that's what it was, but he has, 
he has basically he's, he's pulled what you would call the uh, um, oh my god Bill Maher he's 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 sort of pulled a Bill Maher he used to be very left of center like, I would probably uh, agree with that on he was probably more vocal about a few issues yeah I would probably yeah and I would hate watching um, right yeah just on the edge and then he would he would just not go over and he would deny that uh, sort of the there's anything to the rights. Uh, view on things it was almost like he wanted to be by unbiased but he wasn't he was more uh i guess left political and that's not that's not a lie that was really how he was I and think he, right. he is a person who who hasn't been left behind by the progression of the left he's a person who's gone to the right yeah i would agree with that for sure i think, I think you could still have like a lot to talk to him about because that's oh yeah I, mean, I don't have to talk to you guys about i don't any again it was like nailing everyone on the spectrum does get it I would like I'd like to see you challenge him from the left though. Um yeah. you know like come on Tim. like you the the left, you know like then I then like I got a one thing I do want and I don't know if I'm the right person for it cuz again I'm trying to like make people laugh so I don't know if like me debating like a bunch of people is really useful I, maybe it is but I I do wish more people on the left would debate and I do uh, I wish that like there we had better representatives to debate for us. I mean, I don't really think there's that many great conservative ones either, but I do think that conservatives have built up a few very loud platforms that it would be worthwhile to have a few more lefties that were that good at talking to a large group of people. Um, hey, we need we really need Destiny to get on breaking points. That would, <laughs> that would, be, that would be really cool. Listen, that might happen at some point uh, or another. Um, who knows? What um, what is uh what like what do you uh have you ever talked to like Sagar or Crystal about like their thoughts on these on on people like Hassan or like uh Yeah, I mean it's it's like you know we are in like super it's not like we're like on CNN and these are like kids are on Twitch. We're like on YouTube. That's like next door neighbors to things like Twitch and other stream platforms. So, yeah, it's natural for us to be like aware of them. Um to be honest with you, because the show is independent, because we don't have any other writers, you asked if we had other conservatives on the show. It It is us for making the show every fucking day. I contract out people to run the studio and, and then, and, you know, we have an editor and that's it, you know, um, so there's a lot of work to be done. Crystal has like fucking 9000 kids. Uh, and what, happen, what, happen, what happens if you have if you get like sick or something? it's 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 go time it's go time uh, you pop yeah, you, so you, like, you pop the cold medicine and you keep going <laughs> no one's allowed to be sick um you know it's you know one usually someone's alive um but yeah i think um i was bringing that up for a reason what were we talking about we're talking about like what chris crystal and Sagar think about like the next door neighbors of oh yeah the, the next yeah. door neighbors right yeah so you know we're um Oh, my reason for bringing all that up that how busy they are is like we don't have time to watch fucking twitch streams really you know like we might mm -hmm. see a clip pop up on twitter or something but yeah like i used to watch live streams like during the pandemic when i was unemployed but yeah i don't have time anymore for that i usually watch youtube mm. yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean we're it's definitely interesting it's definitely a different vibe though like we are way more researched than your average twitch stream that's not accusing any individual it's almost impossible to be well researched when you're just live reacting for like 12 hours a day but like we do a lot more research than your live streams just how much 
Griffin, how much of your research is reaching out to people who are it's like insiders and can give you a background? So usually when it's a when it's an insider, usually we like to have them on the show. Okay. So usually they're a guest that comes on the show to help us inform us just live that way. Um, and then, you know, like there's been a few times recently where we've had to do some conversations. There was obviously that discord leaker who leaked all those documents from that, like discord to like impress his like fucking 12 year old friends in Fortnite. Um, you know, we were talking to the Department of Defense about you know, handling those documents and stuff like that. So there's there's situations like that where we're dealing with stuff. I think that Crystal and Sauger independently do a lot of research that even I don't. And then they come in with these like fully written monologues. You know, no one else is writing the monologues for them. So they're doing all that on their own. And I'm like, looks mm. good. Spell check. Let's roll. Um, so they're workhorses, man. They're, and that's how you get to be where they are now is like, I think they, you know, I, I, I deliver a real value. I found that to be super valuable when I was, I've been watching them since their early days on the Hill with rising. And right. I was especially found it valuable. You said you hate watched earlier and I, I exclusively hate watch things because, you know, I, I really do know, I know what my side thinks, you mm -hmm. know, and I, and I, and I, and I kind of get what they're going to say on most things. It's fun to see, you know, crazy people or dumb people like get it wrong in a crazy way that's always more fun like uh i don't um, i was just about to bring up a podcast but there's no you can mention it it's fine there's a few podcasts right now that are very big that mm -hmm. i'm like hate watching i think most people are but they're very popular um it's it's a show with like 18 people on microphones like i love when there's like 18 <laughs> motherfuckers in a room they oh all have a mic and can't do it very long <laughs> i think it's too much it's I, I watch that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, but I don't really hate watch Sagar. I feel like Sagar provides a really valuable insight to me. You know, Sagar really called what was going to happen to Bernie Sanders in the primary. Mm -hmm. I was all in on Bernie since 2015. I mean, I mean, his rallies really changed my life and the way I thought about the world and like made me get politically active. Um, I had, you know, for for Bernie's second go at it, I definitely had my my blinders on and it was refreshing to hear Sagar's takes on what Bernie was doing wrong um, and what Bernie's chances really were in certain areas. And that stuff was really informative to me and really valuable. Um, so, yeah, there's always been like an intrinsic value to the show. And I don't think it's a comical left right um, spectrum in the way that I think that what was that Hannity and Combs show from a long time ago called oh Crossfire? Cross, yeah, uh, Hannity and Combs. Yeah, Combs. I think that was a lot more comical compared to this, which I think is uh, just to, for me. I personally, I think it has a lot more value. Um, and I think that we're sorry to rant, but I do think that we're one of the only people online doing like daily breakdowns of news coverage and not culture war. Like it would be so easy for me to just print thumbnails of Dylan Mulvaney like and just like watch the views pile up you know or you know on the opposite you know like we could you know uh we could be calling trump you know a fascist you know we could be doing all sorts of like easy ways to like juice and be more sensational to fight the culture war issues but we don't really touch a lot of those 
this. Like, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, like you'd be alienating your your core audience because yeah. your I feel like your core audience is like people who like largely probably dropped like cable news networks a long time ago, but still want to stay informed. But you know, like, because like I, the 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 type of person that you know started watching Rising, like I like I knew this like family that you know this guy that I grew up with like my whole life and. And, and, and he was really into rising and uh, oh, cool. he was into it too. Cause I was, I was working at the Hill at the time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, sort of this duality. He could read my articles, watch the show, yeah. but he definitely knew that there was something special about the dynamic between them. Mm. And he was like, you like, like you're in a really good spot right now because there's something about Sagar and Crystal's dynamic that is just like, you know, hate to use the word magic, but you know, it's like they really go off of each other. And I think that largely, people are just like looking for something to like watch in the mornings without like getting, you know, MSNBC commentary or Fox commentary, you know? And uh, I feel like if you did the the Dylan Mulvaney stuff, if you got into that, like you could, you could maybe, um, you know, risk losing followers because like people subscribe to you guys because they don't really want any of that, you know? That's a, that's a good point. And they can get it other places. But yeah, it's just we're also just not interested in it. You know, we'd rather talk about, you know, uh, the federal interest rate and, you know, uh, the Ukraine counteroffensive. And it's like, you know, those videos probably only get us like 30 to 40 K views, you know, but I think we find that more valuable long term. Um, so I think there's still certain things in culture that we talk about and things that we want to talk about, but we're, we're very, yeah, we're very cognizant of, you know, really trying to be that place that you can come to for daily breakdowns of news coverage. And I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of. So when you get the, uh, the 30 to 40 K views on certain topics, do you think that's your ride or die audience out there? that's still tuning in for that stuff it's so hard to say because you know there's and then I, I look in the mirror every day and i ask myself you know why, why why did things happen the way they happen you know we're a very unusual show because we we divide all of our content up into parts rather than release it as like one long form video and you know we experiment with putting it out at different times there's always certain questions like oh could we have released this one earlier could the thumbnail have been better could the title have been better you know there's reasons you blame it on that but then there's certain videos that you know aren't going to be as hot you know talking about the fed doing an interest rate pause you know is really valuable but you know is it going to be the clickiest youtube thumbnail no super sexy Super so, bad. you know, you take a risk on that one. And you know what? There's sexy thumbnails that also aren't worth any fucking money, like right. our Epstein coverage, um, which constantly gets demonetized no matter how many views it gets. <laughs> wow. um, and so, you know, when we're talking about like today, I, I bet it's probably our worst fucking video performing today. We're talking about how, you know, there's an internal JP Morgan memo that's really the, the, the Jamie Dimon one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but it goes into like all these conversations with other foreign contacts and then, you know, talking, basically arranging these, uh, you know, meetings with little girls and using like Disney princess code names. And, you know, like this is like the fucking guys who work at chase and like, you know, for some reason, we're getting demonetized a lot of times on those or those videos just aren't getting out a lot of traction. But, you know, I got to think I think a lot of people might be interested in those. Oh, yeah. There's a huge audience for that stuff. But yeah, so there's yeah. algorithm stuff like it's, that, you know, left or right. That's that's the thing. Right. It, it, does, it does bring people together. That interest. Of course. Yeah. I mean, everyone think every, like because it's easy. It's like that's so evil. And I think it's like that's so easy for everyone, everyone to agree on for sure. Um, it is funny, though, that now that it 
pedophile has just become like the base insult that everyone uses on each other that like everyone's a it's like the fucking what is it the incredibles meme like yeah i mean pedophile, so no one is like i don't know it's just <laughs> like i feel I like that's where we're at with the word we need a new word yeah well i i think i feel like the final boss of like uh inclusion is like that guy that like gives like the ted talk about how we should like sympathize with pedophiles you know like (laughs) that that guy is like you know like oh like you know like we can't you can't can't shade them for the way they feel i think we have i think yeah you're right i think we should center their voices a little bit more (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i mean i think that 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 um that that issue in of itself was like you know it 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 has nothing to do with january 6th but like the like the aggression and like righteous aggression i think from like you know whether you're left or right for some reason there was like a huge like righteous aggression against like world pedophiles on the right and like Mm -hmm. a lot of the people who are at january 6th were like people who were like you know believers in like that sure you know um that like cabal and stuff like that. Right. So it's interesting to see that like translating sort of like in real time, even though it's not like the fantastical where we, where we go one, we go all Trump's going to eradicate all the, all the baddies kind of thing, you know, that like those people might believe in. It's interesting to like, you know, and, 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 and Sagar and, uh, and Crystal have been doing a great job keeping up with like the Epstein narrative from like the moment, you know, obviously right before, you know, he was going to face judge, justice you know like he you can, you can say judgment judgment <laughs> judgment <laughs> judgment yeah, you know like we 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 know going into it that we're going to cover certain stories not for the money and you know there there i could tell you the top five stories tomorrow we cover for the money or for the clicks or whatever but yeah and sometimes we're doing it for the you know for the clicks in terms of like how do we find the right picture and the right title to really like bring people in but that's what you have to do on youtube just to you know just to survive and to get people into the content. But uh, yeah. So I want to know more about your, I think this is a good place to kind of start the last 15 minutes. Cause I, I want to know more a little bit about your, uh, your views on China. I know that it has like this, you know, sort of grander overarching theme to like what you're doing on the Choom Room uh, cast, uh, as you mentioned earlier. So I just kind of want to know, like, where does all that come from? Like why, why China is like, is just personal well, project. Uh, well, Okay, I'll reveal it here, and then people can be like, "Whoa, he revealed it on Meme Ranch years ago." No one but, will watch this. They won't even oh, see this part. Told you. But we're gonna you know, get the, the early, like the early version of like what's gonna come later. So let's I'm, do it. I'm mean, very interested in in modern China, what they're up to. They seem they seem to be the the rising star, and they seem to be you know it's always fun. It's always always fun to see a winner. Always, uh, but uh, in Shroom Room, yeah, I think they're you know. It's it's slowly revealed that Bully Fighters, which is the the they they own and they they you know they own the show. They're they're owned by China. It's run by China. It's right. A, um, I'm your bully to beat up your bully. I you yeah. know I looked at, I looked up that website two times last night. I was trying to go to Bully Fighters, <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, he got the fake ad on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, well, I, I think bully, I think bully fighters is a service that a lot of people would, would use if it was, if it was real, but yeah, um, ultimately I'm, I'm China owns bully fighters. And so China has, you know, its own reasons for starting to tell it like it is news company in America is the lore. 
Um, in general, China's just, in, I mean, I, I don't know all the fucking history of every single year of China. I'm interested in what they're doing right now. That's about it. Is there a China, is there a China take from you, Kalen? Uh, is there a Chinese take from me? Uh, yeah. Uh, you brought China it up. Num China number two. China uh, number two. We're in yeah. number one, Argentina. What? <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. no, uh, Ur Uruguay. Uh, <laughs> Uruguay. Yeah. Yeah. So but, you uh, think, but US number one? No, Uruguay number one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no I, no, I was just curious because I didn't know if, like, you had, like, any sort of, like, particular, like, uh, interest in, like, China studies or, you know, if, if, if it just seems like the natural trajectory is kind of like China is going to become, like, the next leading superpower and, like, everyone is kind of in denial because we're kind of just, like... It's part of the yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like it's it's like a meteor that's like hurling towards us, but we're not even paying attention to it. It it thins the American ego, and it's part of I think the America's you know existential uh you know it, it, I feel like being American is very existential right now. No one's excited for twenty twenty four. Yeah, nice. I really am. This is like I, I've lived a long time now, and this yeah. is the most exciting time I've ever seen. This is the most exciting time. This is more exciting than anything I ever heard about. Tell, tell me why. Because we have, it's not just the political aspect of 2024. It's the technological aspect. Right. It, it's the world is changing aspect. Yeah. It's communications uh, that we have here that we're using. It's all of it. And it's just so, uh, it's so energetic to just think about all these possibilities. But then you, you do add in the fact that Trump's being uh, prosecuted. And may go to jail, and that's, may that's still, fun, and may 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 be a felon when uh, after he's elected, and may pardon himself. I mean, that's bizarre. Uh, it's bizarre to me that Trump was even ever president. Um, all this is just it's it's like a weird dystopia. I grew up maybe when reading or like watching on TV, and it's here and it's real, and that's why twenty four is twenty 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 four is amazing to me. It's just unreal. It's just it's literally unreal, but, but it, unreal. Like uh, you're watching like a like a train wreck, or like because you also no, said there were possibilities. Living a train wreck. Okay, yeah, right, sure. Yeah, so I you're not hopeful at all. You dread it like everyone else. No, I'm. I am hopeful. Okay, I am hopeful because it, people get stuck in this in this mindset that they're the first people to ever be in a bad jam, and that's never the case. This is all like people have lived through much much worse, and. um I just think that we, you know, we forget that, and of course, this is going to be difficult. But you know, the people who come after us won't think much about it. They'll just think it's a bunch of crazy stories. You know, like that's their history. Does that make no, sense? No, man. This is this is this is my year. This is, they, won't, this is... they won't really feel the existence <laughs> that you're talking about. It'll just be like a story. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I feel like. That's that's an interesting take I haven't heard before. I definitely get the sense that Americans have a hole they're trying to fill. Um, and people do it in a lot of different ways. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just think that, you know, I feel like with Trump being back, you're, it, the second high is just never as good as the first. So I just doesn't feel like it's going to be as exciting as the last time he ran. You know, I just feel like I it's. Feel like, I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna keep running until he dies. If he if he if he loses, like I've thought about that. Like, if like he wins, he's gonna keep running. 
but but you guys agree though, right? Like it just doesn't hit as hard, right? And I think that actually might be a problem for Democrats because he, he's not as scary to them anymore. I don't agree because look at what's happened since he's been out. It's been the wildest ride. You know, he got raided by the FBI. That's it really, yeah. I, I I'm I'm really gonna feel like I got four years stolen from me. Like if he if he gets elected again, because I'll just look back on it and be like, why the hell did we cover? Like why did we cover the legal problems beat by beat by beat by beat? And then it's just like boom, he's back in. None of it matters. Like it's gonna it's gonna feel really. It's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be both like I'm gonna be like, wow, yeah, we just witnessed a whole Biden administration. But then again, it's like, I kind of don't have a lot of confidence that Trump's that Trump can win again. Like, I mean, I, I say that cause I like, I like to keep, you know, a little bit of like, you know, like, you know, mystery surrounding it and stuff like that. But like what I, what I feel more confident about is that I'm not going to see Trump in an orange jumpsuit. Like, like he may not win again, but I feel like I'm yeah, never going to see the that fun guy. stuff. It's always like, man, we don't, we didn't put it on. It was too small or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like that is like something that AI is only going to be able to like, you know, sort of give to me because like, uh-huh. I, I don't know. Like I just, I just, the thought of it, it doesn't make sense even for me, like a, a situation where Biden doesn't try to give you know, some sort of pardon forgiveness, because I feel like it's something that is probably going to be a bigger threat to democracy than January 6th ever was. Not because, not because it may, it may be entirely just to like put him in prison, but if he, if he ends up doing it, it's going to, it's just going to cause like so much like cognitive dissonance in like the minds of like what people consider just in this country that it's going to be like weird. Like, I know I, I it'd don't... be like, it'd be like, this is unprecedented. And it's also so funny. Like, right. Know, you know, like, <laughs> I get, I get to tweet from there. You know, he gets to do everything from the cell. You know, this isn't, this isn't like fucking oh lights out at eight. Like, you know, he's got like a remote and he's flipping through and he's like shitting on news anchors from the cell, you know? Like complaining yeah. about like the cell guards or something. Like, did, did you, uh, Griffin? Did you and Caitlin? Did you guys? This was hilarious. The the uh, Brett Bear interview last night with uh, Trump, and Bear was listing all the names he called people. Oh, yeah. we, we did that on Breaking Points. Oh before. my god, I was yeah. laughing out loud. Every, everyone that he's shit on over yeah. yeah back to back and i mean what we were talking about on set was how did he let him go through it all and not interrupt him like tr- like so unlike trump that's so yeah. much bigger than so much stand-up out there <laughs> just mm-hmm. i mean obviously it was compiled and not performed but it was that was pure comedy gold i think i think bear should do a tight a five i think bear should get up there more yeah mm-hmm. maybe bear goes on kill tony or something Flash round, flash round. Okay. Uh, thoughts on uh, thoughts on Adam Friedland's new show? Is that a how's that taken off? Oh, uh, the the Adam Friedland show. I watched the Chris Cuomo interview. That was That's pretty the one. funny. Um, yeah, that one seems to be doing really well for them. Uh, I uh, I've always liked uh, Come Town, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what they uh, what they do with the with the show. Uh, I wish, yeah, I wish, I wish I had their uh, Patreon money so that I could quit breaking points. <laughs> hey, man, if we ever hook up with them, we'll we'll get you guys connected. Oh wow, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, they're funny. What do you think? I mean, like, is uh, is 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 Cometown becoming like you know like a an actual like tabloid news like like I'm not saying like 
you know, the, I'm saying the evolution of Comtown, like, is that, is that starting to influence tabloid articles? Cause I saw, I saw some things about it, like with like, uh, the whole, uh, Maddie Healy, Taylor Swift. I mean, uh, Stabby is like selling out like comedy shows. Like, you know, I, I, I still don't think the three of them are as funny, maybe aside from Nick, Nick Mullen, like, I, I feel like the three of them aren't as funny as they were when they were on that show, but it still feels like the general population is like warming up to them. And it's like, there's, there's something happening there. I, I don't even know if people, most people understand that they came from Cometown. That's a, that's another weird thing. I don't quite get. It's probably why they changed the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just, they just canceled the show. I mean, like they didn't even change it. It's just like not even there anymore. What do you guys like? That's what you like. Come down. What else do you like? Comedy wise. Yeah. Mm. I'm kind of of picky. I I like things that that you don't necessarily know are comedy. Okay. I like I like I like Kill Tony. You mentioned that earlier. I like I like I I I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh I like um I'm more sketch. I don't I'm not super into stand-up. I think there's like a few funny stand-ups out there. Um, but I like sketch comedy primarily. Yeah. I like sketch too, and I like I like what you guys are doing out there. Um oh thanks. I, I really I I do like I think sketch gets into that territory very well where you can you're not sure what you're watching and you're just you're not sure how to feel about it but you know it's funny you know i I just like that experience yeah yeah it's more niche than stand-up though but that's yeah but i've done a lot of live sketch a lot of a lot of sketch over the years um uh did you guys ever watch whitest kids you know yes love love whitest kids yeah yeah um people like that and uh yeah i uh I feel like sketch is kind of like what other comics really respect is really good sketch, but is Trevor, is Trevor Moore one of your, one of your icons? Yeah. Um, I, I I love Trevor. I actually, I do, I, I, I do know the whitest kids from doing sketch because when I was in LA, um, Sam Brown, uh, was my director. He's, he's one of the, one of the whitest kids. He would direct my, my monthly show, my sketch show with my sketch troupe or whatever. Um, and through that met, you know, Zach, Trevor, everybody, cause they would, they would do shows too in LA. So, uh, I actually got during the pandemic, I set the whitest kids up with their Twitch stream cause they were too big of boomers, right. but, uh, yeah, great guys. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Trevor is always one of the funniest people uh, that's ever lived. Yeah. Wow. That's R. quite R. a question. No, I had a question real quick about your guys' show. Do, I, I couldn't tell. Were you, are you guys scripting this? Or are you scripting part of it? Or is it improv? Or, well, um, I, feel like, I feel like it's both, but I'm not sure. Or mainly, you just re- reorganize things and edit? It's mainly improv, but I really come in with 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 uh, the best bits are because when I come in with like the arc of what a scene, how a scene might go. So I tell mm-hmm. them this is kind of how you come on. This is kind of our relationship, and I have a feeling it's gonna end like this. Mm-hmm. That's but then sometimes I don't even know that. Um, but like me and Max are trying to get better about finding that relationship. Max having more segments. Max plays Gavin Newsom in the new episode, mm-hmm. and he does a segment on the top five ways that Joe Biden could die um, because he wants to be president. Um, and, and so we're working on, that was, YouTube. that was good. That was, that was good. Dark humor. Yeah. Um, we're working on doing seg- more segments like that. Um, stuff like that's more written out. Um, and then the new rule, like my parody of that, I guess the Bill Maher new rule shit. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all, that's all written out. Cause that's I haven't seen that. That sounds good. 
yeah i have the i don't know how to use youtube really i feel like i should like maybe split it up if people aren't seeing all the segments in the episodes but i don't know i just I, the youtube channel is really young so we'll see yeah. well i think i think once people find the content and start going through it they'll probably find all that stuff thanks mm-hmm Speaking of young, uh, we're, we're running out of time here. Uh, it's been great having you on Griffin, but we just want to ask you, speaking of young and speaking of Gavin, how does, how does this image make you feel right now? How are you, how are you feeling at the moment? I was horny face? before, but now I'm, I'll, I'm too horny. That is that I, 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 someone flashed that to me the other day and I was just like, holy shit, that, that, that is Kimberly Guilfoyle. I, I forgot that they, yeah, were, I think they were a power couple. Um, definitely. yeah, I, I love Gavin because Gavin's like the central casting for like a corrupt mayor on a TV show. Like, <laughs> like he looks like the guy that's going to like bulldoze the school, you know, <laughs> like I, I, he's just like, Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm slick. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just love, I love how comical he is. He's larger than life. Uh, total slime ball. Um, and uh wait what was your question oh yeah i was just asking how how it makes you feel out of the photo yeah oh the photo i love the rug stuff i think if he wants to be the next president i think he's got to roll that rug back out again i think he's got to bring bring out the rug i do too i really i i I would love just like a complete a a complete sideline by gavin just like entering the field like i mean i i know that there's been this whole like you know like war between him and desantis lately that would that would that would really make 2024 interesting to me though if 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 uh, Gavin got involved because I mean I feel like I, I feel like RFK is almost beckoning him a little bit because it's like he's got yes, R- yes. RFK's got RFK's so much like, support. The water's warm. Yeah, <laughs> almost, almost did the RFK impression. Didn't caught myself. You think we'll, they, get you, we'll get you to do it someday. You think they can run together? Well, I, I think they should run together through a field of flowers, holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's a cliff at the end. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, the, the, oh, I don't know what's up with the RFK thing. Like, I feel like RFK gives off like a pheromone that like guys that are like 55 are attracted to. It's like, they're like, like, I don't know. There's something about him. He gives off this, this aura that people are into. I don't even know if people are listening to what he's saying. They're just like, I like this guy, man. Like, you, you gotta agree, right? Outside of all the politics of it, right? He's giving off a, a vibe for people. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like your grandfather's cologne when you smell it and you're like three, right. five, five years old, and you're just like, oh, it's what a, does that smell? It's like, like a leather <laughs> jacket on the closet hanger. Yeah, yeah. I so think nice. for some people, it's a, a bit of nostalgia. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, you're so right. That's I think the yeah, yes. Yeah nostalgia is the name of the game or the, again like in a kind of in a maga sense like remembering uh, an older america when things made a little bit more sense and maybe he's maga for the, the for the left maga for the dims he's yeah like- i mean well i listen i think i think everyone agrees that like if if biden were to like have some health issue or die that everything would get pretty like it would get it would be it would get pretty crazy pretty quick because a lot of people would have to slap something together and that would be really funny because it would be like people <laughs> doing like campaigns that they haven't planned out that well because it's like oh shit now I'm gonna run like ah, like uh <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's that's extra funny to me I, I think that's the funniest possible I want to request and I should have brought my my sculpture with me but next time you guys do a food artist 
make him carry a cucumber with him. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, a, a phallic because it's phallic. Well, I actually have a sculpture that's a cucumber. Well, then maybe you could bring that on the show sometime. Well, I should have um, brought it tonight. Show and tell. That, um, that food uh, critic, whatever he was, that's Vinny Thomas. Very, very funny. You can check him right now on Seth Rogen's new TV show, Platonic. Uh, he's nice. a character on there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic hair. He had fantastic hair. He's got great hair. Yeah, great hair. Great hair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, we we've only have three episodes out right now. There's a, two more in the can that I'm working on when I'm not working at breaking points. And uh, yeah, we just hope to get a more consistent output and keep them rolling. Yeah. Well, well any, anything you want to plug before we jump off here? Anything yeah, just, else? Just Choom Room. You um, Choom Room on YouTube. You can do it all one word if you want. C-H-O-O-M room. Um, also, Griffin P Davis on all their social platforms. Um, I have all my uh, all my old sketches are on just my Griffin Patrick Davis YouTube channel. But you check out Shoom Room. Give us a like. Give us a sub. You can say you were on the ground floor of something really terrible. Can we can we can we can we do a can we can we do like a chant like for the, like the outro, outro you know like a like a Shoom Room Shoom Room Shoom Room Shoom Room You guys you guys do it yeah Shoom. And I'll slowly start 